Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And this morning I listened to an opening of this podcast, this podcast, our podcast, yeah. where you said it was a teen drama fan cast, and you can tell that I'm really troubled and disturbed, and I think something is wrong, well, but yeah, I because can't figure out to, what's wrong. I'm not supposed to do that. I, and it's like, apparently, the third time we recorded that intro, and I'm like, I still feel unsettled. Well, the first time we did that... That that well, the first episode I don't know if had it, but I know the first time we did it was just it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. Those are the words we said, and now and now they're just the words we say. They're just the words we say, and if we don't say them, everything feels wrong. Oh yeah, you gotta make sure you say the right things. Yeah. So Kevin, I have some OC news. It's All not right. really news. But it's about the OC, but it's not about the OC. Yeah, we weird as OC news for a TV show that went off the air in like 2007. Seven. <laughs> so, um, 2008, probably. As you know, I'm working on some like young adult urban fantasy stuff right now. Yeah. And the hardest thing is writing the first chapter. I agree. And so I've been like reading the first chapters of books and like looking for the hooks. Yeah. Books that are in a similar style. And I was Absolutely. like, you know, I should also watch some pilots of TV shows. Yeah. Because a pilot is essentially a first chapter. Yeah. And I was like, what is young adult urban fantasy? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You went back and watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer's what? first episode. Sure did. Guess who's in it? <laughs> well, Sarah Michelle Gellar. But Kevin, our good old friend Eric Balfour is in it. Oh, he makes an appearance in the... Oh, yeah, he's the he, vampire. No, he's Jesse. He's Willow and Xander's friend who's in love with Cordelia. Yeah, no, yeah. J- doesn't Jesse die and become a vampire? He does. Yeah. But it's our sweet boy I Eric think... Balfour because, before he became supervillain. Yeah, I think I knew that. I think I knew that Eric Balfour also made a... For, for some reason, for some reason in my existence of life, I know a lot about Eric Balfour. I love Buffy, and I love the OC, and yet, you know, he has no mustache, and so I just couldn't... But he still has the... He still has the chin. He still has the... But it's still... It's young. It's it's less sharp. Yeah, he has not not had the the full chin. It's a little softened by, you know, the pudge of baby... Well, not baby fat. Baby pudge. I guess. He was the entire reason I started watching Haven, which was weird, because at that point, I'd only seen him in that terrible movie, Skyline. (laughs) But you just were like, oh, I'm man. Like, I recognize this guy from that terrible movie I saw. I'll watch Haven. And Haven was really good. Haven was really good. And it's no longer on Netflix. It's not? I don't think so. It's on Canadian Netflix. Hey, Americans, is it on your Netflix? Should I drive across the border and just hang out in Whitefish? Watch a Netflix, Netflix in my hotel room? There's Maybe. A, there's a sweet Netflix reference this episode. <gasps> Old school Netflix. Yeah, like, like, like that, that was back when you had to order it oh yeah she would have been requesting yeah, that dvd she, yeah she was like like you know she, she catch this on netflix and i'm like and you don't mean like you'll sit down and see it you mean you're gonna have to order it and it'll come to you eventually and you know what they're talking about the banger sisters which i'm pretty sure is a uh not kate hudson a goldie hawn movie i think the banger sisters is goldie hawn i don't know who's in it i do definitely remember the, recall I, I, it. I recall the cover for banger sisters mm-hmm. has them pushing like their tattoos together like yeah. a heart or something. Yeah, I think that's Because, you know, Goldie Hawn and Alex, basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> I did get really excited, though. I was like, oh, old school Netflix. There's, I mean, there's something, this is sort of going back to Eric Balfour, I guess. No, no this is sort of going <laughs> yeah. back to the idea of watching old shows in general. There's something exciting about watching, some, watching something you've watched younger, again, when you're older, and recognizing the people in it. Yes, it's, and being like, whoa, you guys like, have a career now. Like, what? 
It's crazy. It's like when I, like, I, so this is a weird one, but Smoking Aces, I remember watching that. I mean, we went to go see that together in theaters. Yeah, we went to see that, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, like, okay, there's a lot of people who were, even at the time, pretty well, but, like, that movie has Ryan Reynolds, it has Ben, ben Affleck was a whole thing in it, but, like, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman, um, it had Chris Pine in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he plays, like, the crazy skinhead, one of the crazy skinhead guys, and then it has uh, Kevin Durand in it. Really? Um, plays another crazy skinhead guy. That's fair. Uh, it has Matthew Fox in it in a role. You said, like, it's crazy. And I know that, I was I know that I think at the time it was made, like, a lot of those were also, like, like you know, you know, the sort of thing where it's like, oh, we're, we pull these people in yeah, for these, these up these and coming guys. The thing is that it's, it's far enough back that I don't actually remember who in it anymore was like, oh, yeah, this was a guy we got, and who yeah. was like Chris Pine, like, but Chris Pine, I think at that time was a guy they got. Yeah, you think you, th- you think you think he was like we got Chris Pine? No, Chris. That's oh, I, so yeah, no, meant, he was yeah. just a guy. Like Chris Pine did not blow up until Star Trek, really. Yeah, that, that's what I thought as well. But yeah. I'm like, there he was and just smoking aces. Um, Matthew Fox though, he's had a weird career because yeah. he was like Party of Five, then he was pretty low key, and then Lost. Then lo- yeah, and then pretty low key. Sp- Speed Racer. Then Speed Racer. <laughs> he was in Speed Racer. Now, once again, pretty low-key. But he's a handsome man. Get that hot dad back on my TV. He can be on an upcoming season of uh, Riverdale. The problem I really have with Matthew Fox is that I can never picture his face. No, now I'm picturing Sawyer's face. Exactly. You're always picturing another gruff white man. I mean, he's handsome. He looks like... He, no, he is. He is handsome. But as you try to picture him, I'm like, oh, no, wait, there's Chris Pine again. All right, now get back out of there. Now, come on, Matthew Fox. No, that's that's Chris Hemsworth. Come on, Chris, let's get out of there. And now I'm picturing Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's tough to picture Matthew Fox. Now I'm picturing young Rob Lowe. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> now is there a Sean Lowe? Am I making someone up? Yeah, you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're picturing Rob Lowe's brother, Sean Lowe. Well, there's Chad Lowe, who is his brother. Aww. Do they have a third brother? <laughs> like how there's Luke Hemsworth? Not Luke Hemsworth. Who's the uh, Liam third? and... No, he has Luke Hemsworth, yeah. Yeah, it's Luke. Yeah, Liam... I just had to say all their names. I was like, Liam, Chris, Because Chris, Chris... I mean, Liam's doing fine. Um, but like, because there's Chris, yeah. and then there's Liam, and then the thir- third one is Luke. Oh, Luke. Oh, our sweet boy Luke. He he played uh he played the person who played Thor in that little like oh yeah, yeah performance in uh, Thor Ragnarok, which is brilliant casting, yeah, which is great. Just get you know great work, Thor Ragnarok. Just get the, just get the the older brother Hemsworth. Yeah, just get the other Hemsworth. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, movies are weird. <sighs> Celebrity and, Ma- and Matthew Fox is unknowable. Good He's actor, good actor. Good actor, but is handsome he... Handsome man, unknowable. Is he an eldritch demon? Yeah, can't... Is that why we cannot picture I, him? I want everyone out there to try to picture Matthew Fox's face, and I promise you, you are not picturing it. You're picturing another guy. <laughs> you're picturing Sean Lowe. Yeah, you're probably picturing, like, Sean Lowe <laughs> or Sawyer from Lost. Hey, maybe you're maybe you're even picturing, uh, was it Dominic Monaghan? Okay, can I tell you a fun fact before we get into the O.C.? Yeah, sure. Why not? I've been doing a lot of research today because sure. I went to Banff, so I had a car trip. All right. So <laughs> in Lord of the Rings, all the guys who were a part of the Fellowship of the Ring, including Ian McKellen, yeah. including Sean Bean, who dies in the first movie, yeah. they all got a tattoo on their wrist 
of the elvish word for nine yeah. written in the script that Tolkien invented for Lord yeah. of the Rings. The exception being uh, the guy whose name is not Jonathan Rhys Davies, but the guy who played Gimli. Gimli. Yeah. His stunt double got the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about him. He had a uh, was I think he's isn't it Jonathan Reese and then John Reese? He's Reese Davies, isn't he? I think so. But is he Reese something Davies? Jonathan Reese Davies is the handsome yeah. handsome man who was in the Tudors. Yeah, and the other one was the guy who was in Sliders and also Lord, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he was so allergic to his makeup. He was yeah. He was so allergic to makeup. He couldn't see anything. <laughs> And I, I, maybe he's allergic to tattoos, but I just think it's super funny that he was like, mm. I mean, I'm sure that's My son double will do it for me. He was me. like, I can't get a tattoo, but he will. <laughs> he's basically me. I think a lot of the Avengers also got, like, uh, this, like, special, like, the original Avengers got a special Avengers tattoo. I think yeah. all but one. But some of them got him in, like, got him in, like. Different places. Well, yeah. And, and, like, because it was just, you know, a show for them, like, I think one person got on, like, their foot. Someone like, mm. like places that you would not, or like super, super small in a yeah. place that you would not see because it's more about the show of it than like. Exactly. Than about like, I got to show everyone else I got this. Yeah, people know. Yeah. <laughs> All of them except for him and his stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems yeah. about right. Now, this episode of the OC also required stunt doubles. So let's get what? in on it. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is uh, The O.C., Season 2, Episode 9, The X Factor. The X Factor. Oh my god, I am so glad this is what this episode was. Because halfway through watching it, I got... Because I switched discs. Yeah. I got super, super paranoid that I had switched discs one episode too soon. And <laughs> I was like, it's so late. I can't watch something else. I can't look this up. But what if I watch the wrong <laughs> what episode? What if I watch the wrong episode? Well, you watch the right one. And now let's talk about it. For the first time ever, we get to see the Coens, like in the process of ordering Chinese food. And with- it's chaos which goes about what happens if you don't prepare beforehand mm-hmm. like you have to prepare prepare before you order chinese food because kirsten's on the phone saying stuff she wants and everyone just walks into the room and just says other food and they're like "Ooh, you're ordering a chinese food add this for me yeah, and she just adds it on they Things don't have any discussion no negotiation yeah you can't do that you can't do that you got to make sure you're prepared up beforehand and you have to be like okay well you really want chicken balls and i had wanted cashew chicken but I'll trade in the cashew chicken for the chicken balls if I can get the yeah, chow mein yeah. noodles. Yeah, that's how it works. Essentially, what getting Chinese food as a group is is just making just a big negotiation where it's like, all right, we all agree we want the salt and pepper squid. So that is a seafood. So we need a beef. We <laughs> need some sort of beef. I want beef and broccoli. How about beef fried rice? If we get beef fried rice, it's both a beef and a rice. <laughs> but I really like beef and broccoli. Okay, well, then we can get chicken fried rice, so that means no other chickens. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how it goes with our family. Negotiation. I don't know if this goes with everyone else's. The Coens don't do the negotiation, which means they order enough food for an army. <laughs> yes, which, I mean, any amount of Chinese food is enough food for an army. It's true. You get a lot of Chinese food. We only get it once a year. The Coens get it once a week. Well, we only get it as a family once, once a, year. a year. I definitely eat Chinese food elsewhere throughout the year. Oh, I don't. Okay. Well, anyway. 
So because they order so much food and Sandy and Kirsten are forever looking for more children to adopt, they <laughs> immediately tell Ryan and uh, Seth to invite over their lady their friends. Their female cohorts. Unfortunately, Lindsay is in family therapy with her mom. <laughs> but that still does leave Alex, which Seth decides to go see personally before well, dinner. <laughs> When she's at work. She's at work. She's, Seth, even if this episode was not going where it's going, she's not leaving work to come eat Chinese food with your family. Erin, think about what we've seen so far. She leaves, she leaves that job with the drop of a hat to do something else. Because she's the manager? I don't know. She's, she's something. Also, I just assume that the bait shop does not have a phone. <laughs> no, because people just show up there. No. That's how Seth got the job. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's... It would explain a lot. Anyway, uh, Alex is working. She doesn't want to see Seth. And at first you think because Seth's just really annoying. But actually it's because her, she keeps referring to it as her ex. But this is a person who she has never broken up with. Yeah. So her significant other is in her office. Can we also, when we eventually meet that significant other, they also are, are like, yeah, ex. Yeah, which makes no sense. So I don't know why anybody's weird about this. They all seem fine Everyone about it. Everyone seems fine that, okay, let's just spill it now. We do get that fun, hang on, we do that fun ominous shot where it shows the office with the light coming out of it and like the camera slowly pans in. <laughs> That's true. And Seth's like, <gasps> and what's yeah. really important about this scene yeah. is that Alex kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, she- I, I mean, she I know she's 17, suck. and when you remember that she's 17, <laughs> it makes some of her actions make more sense. Yeah. But, like, she has been ongoing dating Seth for a long time and playing him really hot and cold. Yeah. And it turns out she has another significant other who she says is her ex, but she didn't break up with this person. She just... And just because someone moves doesn't mean you broke up. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bad situation. Um, but, hey, do you know what the actual, like... A stunning reveal is of this bit. Her ex is a it's girl. girl. It's a girl. It's which, a girl. Like <laughs> which, <laughs> we've already seen her kiss a girl on the this, show. This episode is peak 2014 sexual politics. Mm, it's mm. like it's re- it's real solid 2014. I think you mean 2004. Oh, you're right. 2004. Yeah, I'm really bad with dates. <laughs> 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 this is okay to be fair this is over 14 years ago yeah and they're actually pretty cool about the bisexuality yeah they'll never say that, the word bisexual oh no. no but like 2004 wasn't quite this cool this is before Katy perry saying i kissed a girl and i liked it yeah no yeah no this is this is like super for once again for 2004 this is like pretty progressive yeah good Good the, for you, OC. There's there's some weird um, stuff that we get into later on, but we'll deal with that when that comes up. Yeah. But first, credits. And we're at school. We get some a little bit of, uh, we get a little bit of dramatic irony. As Where Seth is very wrong about the ex. Seth is being Seth, and he's like, the biggest man, the biggest, toughest man who was in jail, so he has a spirit and he has a soul. <laughs> but he's done his time, and now he's better he's good like me but strong not like me <laughs> but he's good like me but strong like ryan <laughs> <laughs> he's the perfect man he's almost as good what ryan could have been if sandy didn't <laughs> it's true <laughs> <laughs> didn't get him my, my favorite thing about this bit is that uh both Lindsay and ryan say that seth is spiraling and i'm like oh good other people recognize that this is what perfect. seth does is that he spirals and they just kind of let him do it so he yeah. wanders off into a shame spiral. 
<laughs> and he leaves Marissa to walk up to Ryan and Lindsay. Yeah. And Lindsay just... Okay, Marissa's being a little bit crazy, too. They're doing the thing where girls are like, oh, I like your shirt. Well, I like your backpack. You're a cool person. And yeah. underneath, they're like, I've never been more uncomfortable in my life. Yeah. Ryan poor, is poor a, Ryan. Ryan's a real dummy dumb, though. And he's like, oh, they're going to be friends. <laughs> I feel bad for Ryan this entire episode. This is, he is so lost. He just, but he just really wants, like. He just wants his life to be smooth yeah, sailing. He just wants he just wants people to be happy. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there's like a, they compliment each other's clothes in the way that they do, and then uh, but Sweet Ryan doesn't see the awkwardness, and, and then they walk away, and Lindsay has never been more jealous of anyone in her life. <laughs> yeah, Lind- Lindsay has some real inferiority complex with Marissa. Marissa is so beautiful. She has all the things. Which which means because it's Lindsay, it comes out through, like, s- subtle, not-so-subtle sniping at her. Mm. Yeah, like, every single time she meets her, meets her, just a little bit of, like, oh, okay. Oh, I see you're doing this. <laughs> this sure a nice car. <laughs> Yeah. And Ryan's just like, <laughs> yay! They are talking to each other. I think everything is going to be fine now. Success. I think. I think. I think everything's going to be good. <laughs> this is good. This I've is good. Heard, I've hung up my superhero cloak and I've forgotten that there's conflict in the world. I'm going to be an architect. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, I guess because Kirsten, I guess, also never works anymore. This episode, Kirsten grabs hold of that stupid ball and whole and like just grips it for all life. She's really weird this episode. So she's home for yeah. a reason yeah. during the daytime. Yeah. She's massaging. I guess up. this is the morning. Sandy is perpetually getting ready for work. Is <laughs> but the problem? He doesn't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Anyway, she like slinks on up and she starts massaging Sandy and he's like, oh, you want something from me? Yeah. And then she's like, yes, the Newport group sucks. People don't like it. How can I make people like it? We should make clear she mentioned the board. (laughs) So I guess there is a board and they agreed Julie Cooper should be president. The the board's very worried that the Newport group has such a a bad outlook. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have made Julie the CEO, you idiots. Way to go, board. (laughs) Way to go, board. No wonder you'll look bad. No one likes you. (laughs) The board is just Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we never see the board. They just talked about Maybe they don't exist and Kristen thinks there's a board, but it's just Caleb, like, writing up memos and, like, sending them in. Well, no. Well, he does. He writes them up and he posts them up on the board. <laughs> That's the board. So, so Kristen's like, the board is worried. It's a Just pointing board. out, like, a cork board. <laughs> Once again, this Kirsten, noted smart person. Not, Not smart, smart this, this episode. episode. And so Sandy's like... Well, I know a way you can look pretty good. How about you give some money to some low-income housing? Yeah, there's a low-income housing project that I... I Am involved with somehow? (laughs) Look, let's slide slide past that because I have no idea what he means, but he's like... Yeah, this group that um, I'm going for a job interview or something. Or, I don't know. Somehow I don't know. He's, he's somehow connected. Somehow he's connected to this like group that's going to build low-income housing in the inner city. And they're going to get like a pitch together. But instead, the Newport group, could, the Newport group could fund them. And that would look real good. That would look very good. Look very good. Very good. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not going to spill any uh, tea, but... It's not going to go well. No. Because we know where we are. 
Meanwhile, in all hilarity, it is Summer and Zack's six-month anniversary. He gives her a cupcake, and she gives him fear and rage. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, do you want to go for dinner? And she's like, oh, no. And she stares off with a fire of a thousand stars. <laughs> and somewhere, a small universe starts from the rage of her stare. Yeah. And instead, <laughs> we learn that apparently she said... What she told him when she's telling this to Marissa is that she needs to fast for a colonoscopy. <laughs> which you totally get when you're Which what you get 15? when you're six, 17. Hey, <laughs> which <laughs> maybe that's the thing they do in the OC. It's all hip and cool. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's a cool colonoscopy, not medical. <laughs> That'd be an enema, wouldn't it? I guess that would be water going in it. I mean, an enema clears things out. A colonoscopy sticks a camera up there and looks for stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's like, I'm just going to look up my butt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many colonoscopies. You work at a hospital. I work at a university. Yes, but the, like the medical part of the university. It's true. You're not just going around seeing colonoscopies just for visiting fun. Visiting people being like, hello, would you like some support? I feel like there needs to be context to what you just said. It was like the time I said you invented a drug. Yep. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, the girls in this discussion, they long for a simpler time. A time where they watched Full House, and then stupid Marissa is like, oh, but my favorite character was named DJ, so I guess that's wrecked for me. <laughs> Down to make this about me. We've <laughs> talked about you for too long. Like how in this scene, Summer is nervous about her loving and considerate boyfriend, and Marissa got dumped because she uses people, and that's the same. Pretty much. <laughs> so the girls, they long for a simpler time. And I thought they were deciding to have a sleepover. No. They're going to have a girls' night. Which is weird. They're going to have a girls' night out, which is weird because Summer ends this by saying that um, Full House is on Nick at Night. Yeah. So she's on a different page than Marissa, and they (laughs) never get on the same page. No, it never happens. I don't think Summer expected anything that's about to occur in this episode (laughs) to happen. She really thinks they're just to hang out at Marissa's house in their PJs and eat popcorn and watch Full House. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in a shocking turn of events, Julie Cooper does not care about low-income housing. Yeah, she has her own plan, and her plan is Julie. And we'll explain what we mean in, like, two scenes. No, she explains it right now. Did she say it's a magazine then? Yes. Oh, I was not paying enough attention. No, yeah, because she pulls down the board and reveals Newport Living, which is her giant face on the front of, like... A standee, which gives the mock-up for the cover of the stupid magazine. So, I will say, at first I was just like, oh, Julie. And then I thought about it more, and I was like, what? You're a building company, not a publishing house. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, I... Why would you... Like, I understand... It's like the most high-class plan you could imagine. It's like a magazine about self-obsessed people reading about themselves. But who is writing for this magazine? Where is their photography budget coming from? What is the content? Julie doesn't understand... We learn later what she thinks the content is going to be. Julie doesn't understand her job. So Julie essentially wants to make, you know, Star or National Enquirer about Newport. I, um... Yeah, sure. She just wants to have pictures of people's houses More. and tell salacious stories about them. Yeah, that's pretty much what we learn. But, like, it's, yeah, it's, like, the most, And I, I guess it's, it's bad. It's a bad plan. So it makes no sense. In today's day, yeah. she, I mean, essentially what she wants to make is a blog. Yeah, she wants to do a blog. But there were no blogs then. 
And a blog now. Oh, well, there were, but they were on MySpace. Oh, that's true. Oh, and LiveJournal. And LiveJournal. No, she won't. No, she just, yeah, she wants to do some weird. I don't know. It's. Make, and apparently that will make. Yeah, apparently. The, <laughs> that will make the new... Newport group people like them better. Because they'll see themselves she, in the magazine. She, well, she does something like, oh, we're trying to, uh, uh, we're, we're trying to sell it to, is we're trying to sell it to, you know, um, like, like the lifestyle and the fanciness. And like. I'm like, to the people who already have the lifestyle what? and the luxury. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who do you think hates you? And then we get to this eventually, but Kirsten does research and is like, oh, financially, financially it makes sense. The The research lines up. Which she, there's no way she – what research did she do that makes – which we should do in 2004 being like, yeah, no, this doesn't make sense. My guess is she researched Martha Stewart living Yeah, and, uh, oh, magazine, <laughs> Oprah's magazine. She's like, well, these worked. <laughs> Oh yeah, it, I don't know. It's it, it's, it's weird. It's bad. Julie Cooper Nichols, you are no Oprah. <laughs> but we get back to Ryan, where he has an emergency comic book meeting. Well, well, well. You we all know. What you're Everyone like. knows what he means by that. Yeah. <laughs> but he has to go to it. And Lindsay is a sad sack whose only friend is Ryan. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing about the first person. Remember, remember, he he beat the crap out of her. <laughs> And then she just never met anyone and then, else. And be, yeah, he beat the crap out of her. Became her her partner, like in uh, in, in lab and lab in life, and in life. And then she never had to meet anyone else. And that's why you can't have only one friend because sometimes they have an emergency comic book meeting, and then they dump you with their ex girlfriend <laughs> and Summer, who is filled with the rage of a thousand stars. Yeah, I mean, and the fear of a thousand stars. I mean, in this episode, Lindsay also like in the in this scene, Lindsay. As I said, this is where she's thrown some of those snipes. Okay. I'm not happy about Lindsay's weird food issues at all. Why is she eating his own meal? Why does she have to be low carb? I'm sorry. Every 15-year-old can have hamburgers for lunch. Yeah, let's let's be clear. Lindsay has anorexia. Mm-hmm. Like, the show is not going to address it. But she clearly, she clearly has, has anorexia. Disorder. And it actually becomes a problem in the episode, which is like this weird undercurrent thing. That they're never going to talk about, but she... Definitely does. Yeah. and Because she is so obsessed with the food that Marissa and Summer are yeah, eating. Essentially, she's eating like 26 years... Well, she's eating with the idea of like... How to explain this? She was reading a food blog from someone who's way older than her who has a different body type than she does. Yes. And to be fair, sometimes when you're in your 30s, you have to try a little bit harder to maybe have the body that you want. Yeah. I do not advocate eating low-carb zone meals ever. But, you know, sometimes yeah. sometimes you have to be mindful about what you eat. Yeah. The, the main point is that Lindsay essentially, like, sees Summer and Marissa eating hamburgers and is like, oh, you guys just can eat that, huh? And you, no, you first just... she's like, so you're going to have to be on the elliptical for hours to work that off, huh? And then Summer's like, Coop doesn't exercise. Summer, however, I guess does exercise. Absolutely. But not to burn calories. No, she just lifts weights over and over. <laughs> to burn rage. Yeah. She <laughs> she has a photo of Cohen on the <laughs> ceiling and just swears. Well, the, she does her chest And the background is that weird uh, cult thing that we've never dealt with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like breathing. Vibrate at a higher frequency. Yeah, she's got to vibrate at a higher frequency. And she's just like deadlifting 300 pounds. Yeah. And then she hops on the treadmill and just runs like. Full, like she's at full speed. Yeah. The treadmill she... is set at like 16 and she stares at Seth's picture. Yeah. She's at a speed where if she falls, she will die. 
(laughs) (laughs) This is the only speed summer can go at. But it's not really exercise. No, no, it's not. You can't consider it exercise. (laughs) Anyway, Morris and Summer do invite Lindsay to come hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're nice nice. girls. Yeah. Yeah. They're weird girls, but they're nice. (laughs) They're all weird girls. It's true. (laughs) So uh, over at the emergency comic book meeting, the comic book nerds. He's expanded. Oh, he's found more friends. They're from junior high, though. They are from junior high. (laughs) And Seth is their king bee. (laughs) Yeah, we get we get this one kid who gives like the quintessential junior high I think I'm a romantic speech. Who's <laughs> like he's like, "Yeah, no, you you're like, yeah, no, I'll step back. That's fine." And Seth's like, and then you'll "Get be, it together." And you'll be a hero to her. My favorite thing in this entire scene is Zach just trying his best to like hold it together, <laughs> hold all of them together. Yeah, cuz there's one guy and he's like <laughs> Can we talk about comic books? And Seth's like, you're out of the club. And Zach's like, he doesn't mean that. <laughs> and then Seth's like, if you don't support me, you don't support the club. It's the writer of this episode is really. This might be the same writer who wrote that, that other really funny episode. Uh, yes. He's really good at just putting um, like little well, they, things. They, I don't know if it's he or she. Yeah, they're very very good at just like putting in like like little little moments. tiny things, little, these little moments. Orion at, is at peak sorrow this episode, but also peak hilarity. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Seth takes from this that he should call Alex and tell her that he's ignoring her. Yep. And then, then he walks off and then Zach like, no! Runs, <laughs> after him, runs into Ryan on the way out and he's like, he's calling her! <laughs> and Ryan, like, there was a scene where Zach and Ryan had a sit-down talk about how to deal with Seth. It's true. And I wish we saw it. Because Ryan was on the ball. Like, I, I have expected that Zach could just run in and just be like, Ryan! Code Omega! Code Omega! And then he would just, like, spin around and, like, kick the phone out of Seth's hands. Oh, Ryan for sure utilizes some of the, the OC skills to make it there on time. Yeah. And he snaps that phone out of Seth's hand, and luckily this is 2003, so I guess it's before call display. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no! And Seth's like, okay, I guess I'll just go down, her, down there and tell her in person that I'm ignoring her. Also, once again, the, the bait shop does not have a phone, so he's calling the payphone outside the, <laughs> the bait shop. She has a cell phone. I guess. She, she talks to her mom on a phone in the bait shop once. I don't know. What phone is that? I don't know. Seth Seth apparently just lives his life based around the needs of the script. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Seth's going to go down there. And they do talk him out of it. Well, Ryan does what anybody does, which is by pretending you're giving someone what they want. He's like, all right, we'll tell you what. I'll go in there and I'll, like, look around mm-hmm. and try to find the... Uh, the X, and I'll scout things out for you. And Ryan never intends to do this. Oh, it's because Seth makes a made-up thing where he's like, well, I have to go because my paycheck's there. Yeah. Also, Seth does work there. That's true, Will yeah. he have a shift soon? <laughs> he, but well, he won't do it right now. It's true. So Ryan will go, and he will do reconnaissance. Yeah. It's the sort of thing where you're like, like, here, no, I am giving you what you want. Don't worry, buddy. But actually not. But actually not. Actually not. Also, they're just leaving school, I guess. Like, it's probably the end of the day. It's probably the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's lunch. Who knows? Maybe they don't have classes in the afternoon. Lunches are, well, I mean, Marissa once got driven home by summer <laughs> to get her car at lunch. That's true. So, hey, this, lunch. It's lunch a rich a kid's school. Lunch okay. is a long time. So, I guess at lunchtime, Sandy discovers the magazine. Yeah, he's coming. He's already like, oh, man, they're excited for all that money for those low-income housing. And Kristen's like, oh, no. And and we get the first, like, indication that something's weird this episode, because Kirsten's 
really hesitant to confront Julie. It doesn't like it. You're watching this and you're like, does she not think the magazine's a terrible idea? I think she likes the magazine idea. Yeah, like this is. Oh, God. I'm like, oh, please don't let this episode be another one that's like, we just gotta let Julie be Julie things. It kind of is. Kind of is. It ha- okay. I'm gonna say this right now. I have no idea what this episode wanted us to any sort of morals or meaning. Nothing makes sense in this episode. I think the point of the episode is you need to trust and support the person that you love. Mate, but even when they're Julie Cooper. I I don't know. It's don't weird. Know. It's weird. So anyway, I guess um Alex's ex now works at the bait shop. I think she just walked I don't know, I think she was just there. But she, a person who does not work there, gives the paycheck uh, to a person who is not the person whose name is on no, the paycheck. No, I mean, he never gets it from her. All, all that happens is that he goes in and he gets someone's attention. Um, and, he, and, he's like, and he's like, oh, I'm here to pick up a paycheck for Cohen. And then we learn that, apparent, that apparently Alex just told... Uh, yeah, told this girl. I can't remember. Jody. Jody. Um, tells Jody... About Seth. Uh, yeah, about Seth. So... Don't know what, so, so I guess I, it's not an issue. So I guess Alex didn't need to freak out. Yeah. Jody seemed chill about it as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I and don't know anything. Alex keeps talking about how Jody's crazy, but we have no evidence of yeah, that. Jody seems fine. Anyway. Anyway, so she thinks he's going, but he's but not. he's not. He's Ryan. And then he immediately figures out that she's the ex. Yeah. This this is this is a great moment because Ryan's like <laughs> Once again, 2014, Ryan's mind works that it, – like, this proved that Ryan's kind of a good guy. His mind works that way. Yeah, he looks at her, and he looks at how she's talking about Seth, and he goes, oh, you're, you're the, the ex. <laughs> and the way he says it is just like, oh, I get it now. But he was like, I'm going to have to deal with this. <laughs> oh, no, I know a secret. Oh, no, Seth can't handle this. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Ryan knowing a secret, Ryan cannot be deceptive. And then a bunch of stuff happens. Zach comes in, and Zach's upset, and Seth's upset, and Ryan's like, "We're gonna have a boys' night. It'll be fine. I'm distracting everyone." Don't don't worry. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have all fun together. You stop being sad about summer. You stop just doing what you do. <laughs> don't Seth. be Seth. Seth. Don't be Seth. <laughs> we'll, we'll have fun, everyone. Because let's keep on being like, "Oh, is he a big dude? Is he scary?" And Ryan's just like, "You're not gonna." You, I know you, and you can't handle this in the year of our Lord 2014. 2004! I've just stopped correcting you. Why do I keep going 2014? I can't do that year. Was that a big year for you? No. <laughs> no. No, it was just a year. 2014 is when I started working at the med school slash hospital slash university. Let's, let's be clear. Everything became better once we hit that first, like, teen, because... It's like, true. Like... 20, like 2012, 2013, 2014. That's a lot better than 2001, 2002. Yeah, it's hard to say that. It, it, yeah. 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 Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Um, Tonight, I'm drinking a beer. It's from the Collective Brewing Project, which is something I'm actually kind of aware of. It's kind of a cool thing. It's very Vancouver, as you can tell, because it's called the Collective Beer Brewing Project. That makes sense, yes. Um, so this is the Beer Liner, and it's a lime and ginger beer. 
That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's that's a lot of things to put in one beer. It's a lot of things happening. It is a sour beer. It is supposed supposedly a beerlinger wheeze, which I okay. It's a limited release. I'm wrong. The Brewing Collective is in Hamilton, not Vancouver, but it's still a very Vancouver thing. It feels Vancouver, even if it's from Hamilton, Ontario. And they don't have any coffee on it. But what they do have is a skeleton wearing a bear. And also it's doing some cultural appropriation because I think it's wearing a Native American yeah, headdress. I think, I think either that's a whole bunch of feathers or it's a Native American headdress. But, but I mean, it's also kind let's... of a sugar skull, and also there are trees growing in his eyes, and butterflies that are the size of trees leap out of his eyes. So I don't know what's being implied by this art. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, that art is a lot. It's, there's so many things happening. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So there's so many things happening in the beer, and there's so many things happening on the art. Well, well, welcome to our beer. It's stuff. It's this. It's this. See this picture you don't understand? This is what our beer is. Our beer it's this. Our beer is a, is a weird smiling skull, which definitely has a tongue in it. Sure does. Um, He's with, a happy skull. With a stoic wolf on his head and a native headdress and some trees, trees. growing out of its eyes. This is what this is lem, our lime and ginger. Also, there's a tiny wolf that howls to a moon. In the neck, but the neck has a rib cage. I don't like this. No, me neither. <laughs> and I don't know if I like this beer. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going for. We're g- <laughs> Our brand is confusion. Will you like it? You won't know. You'll never know. You'll keep drinking it and you'll be like, is this good? I don't know. Has anyone else drank this? But I've, but I've drank four of them, right? That means it has to be good, right? But I, I hate it. I wouldn't keep drinking it if it was bad. This feels like the equivalent of Riverdale. Exactly. <laughs> do you want some of this beer? No, I do not want to drink the equivalent of Riverdale. You'll never stop, Kevin. You'll I, never I just, stop. I just noticed the way that it's also um, set up is that the 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 cr- that crazy crazy art is on the side that the um, hole in the top is, so that you don't even, don't even show that to other people. That is for you. It's just that for is me. for you to look at. It looks at me every time I drink, and I look back into the abyss of the soul <laughs> yeah. of this man. Yeah, this is made for you to look at that image, to look at and think about. So, Caleb. Uh, Comes in, <laughs> like, he just arrives at their house and... Because he has a plan to shut down the magazine. Which is, I need everyone's help to shut down this magazine. Which means, I'm not going to tell Juliet sucks, but if you guys tell Juliet sucks, then I can say nothing, and yeah. then success. Yeah, and almost everything Caleb says is this scene, except for the fact that he can't stand up to his own uh, wife, which we know no, to be true. true. That's why she got the job. Uh <laughs> Everything he says is correct. Yeah. This magazine will make them a laughing stock. Yeah, but but later we learn that maybe we shouldn't have agreed with him. Maybe he was wrong. Which is a weird thing to uh, learn. So, okay. You know what? Let's just go on to these girl and guys night outs because it's... So, Ryan drives Lindsay to Marissa's <laughs> house? Because he's not just Seth's dad, he's everyone's dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ryan is peak dad in this scene. Though Lindsay does the classic mistake that you that that people do in relationships where they think it'll be 
fun to prompt someone to talk about their ex. Don't ask people about their ex. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they met their ex. Yeah. It doesn't matter how that... Well, maybe it does matter how that relationship ended. Y- yeah, but I mean, like, they'll... You'll bring, figure it out. Yeah, they'll, yeah. don't... <laughs> it's not going to be good for anyone for to do that. You won't like it. Yeah. So he asks how she met... Mar- how... No, she asks how he met Marissa. He tells a beautiful, poetic story about standing at the end of the driveway, not knowing if he had a home. Let's be clear. He did, he did forget to mention how he was a creepy marionette at that moment in time. It's true. And he doesn't mean to be beautiful <laughs> now, and poetic. That was back when I was a uh, not a real boy. I was kind of like a Pinocchio boy, if you will. That's why I had to be the OC so I could win my manhood. Yeah. So now I've got no strings. To hold me down. No strings on me. So, I mean, yeah. he only drive. Lindsay has a car. Yeah, it's this <laughs> is weird. So he well, I mean, maybe they always had the plan that someone else would It's weird cuz we learn later that Lindsay apparently doesn't drink. Yeah. So why wouldn't she Hey, I why don't drink. I all I don't drink specifically so I can always drive myself. I know, you want your own car. I also I do drink, but I often make the choice to be like, "Mm, this is a. I'm gonna be out for six hours. It's a one beer night because yeah. I want to have my car. Yeah, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have my own car. But instead, Ryan drops her off, and then Dad's the hardest he can. No, dad, like, be safe. You take care of her. Be nice. Uh, you girls get along. <laughs> me and the other dads are gonna go take our shirts off and barbecue. I had someone ask me why. That's my always my like go to. I just talk about like what dads do. Yeah, and mostly just because it's the weirdest thing I can imagine, but also something you can imagine. You can imagine our dad never barbecues shirtless. No, no, he always barbecues with his shirt on. Dad is never shirtless. Okay, <laughs> which is good. Fair, I guess. Um, but it's something that I've seen other people do, like on my street, for example. Oh where, yeah, those dads. Where like there's that one dad, two houses down, who never wears a shirt. Also has a trampoline. Also has a trampoline, but also doesn't wear a shirt and definitely would barbecue with his shirt off. His kids also don't wear a shirt. Yeah, there's a lot of not wearing shirts on this street. Anyway, at Marissa's house, after Lindsay's been dropped off by her dad, Ryan, (laughs) she is very awkward. Yeah, she doesn't really know how to do this. Marissa, though, is actually kind of chill yeah it's later we get the implication that maybe we weren't supposed to see her as chill but she's pretty chill eventually Lindsay's weirdness does get to her a little bit and she's like maybe we should drink some vodka from my flask <laughs> well Lindsay doesn't accept a lot of startings to conversations no yeah these ones are we hey we get to see marissa's room in the new house and her her bedroom has a living room in it yeah, it's crazy. Her house is for real, a mansion. I don't know if I'm crazy, but her room has three mirrors in it. Yeah. It's a lot of mirrors for one room. It's just Caleb trying to win her <laughs> obedience. Look at your room. Look at all these mirrors of you. You should live here. You have, you have like a Parisian cafe in your corner. Like your other room had a painting of Paris that Seth did because he's an artist. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Anyway, the doorbell rings. Marissa goes running off away from this awkward Lindsay situation. And then we learn something horrifying about Marissa. Marissa has so many pictures of her and Ryan, most of which look like they were taken by a paparazzi. Let's not sugarcoat it. Marissa has a Ryan shrine. Yeah, it is a lot of pictures. Yeah, it's a lot of pictures. It's in clear view of her bed. 
And she wakes up every morning and sees it. And there's a lot of pictures that are like blurry pictures of the two of them looking at each other. There's some so, Instagram filters on there, yeah. So you know a paparazzi, aka Caitlin, took those. So, um, <laughs> question: Did she put those up after she broke up with DJ, or have those been there all along? That's why DJ broke up with her. <laughs> that's a pretty good. You'd be like, hey, is that your? Uh, do you have a shrine to your ex boyfriend over there? <laughs> I remember the first time my college boyfriend was coming over to my house. Yeah. The house we lived in with our parents. I had to go, because I had like photo collages from high school up. I had to go around and take down every single picture of me and Reed from the photo collages. Here's what I'm going to say. You are allowed. One. one. Like yeah. a prom picture. Yeah, you can have one photo of you and an ex if you look nice in it. But they should not be in a row on your mantle no. Just like one after, and it's just like the two of you romantic situations, because that shows some real... It's real weird. That's real weird. Real weird. Real weird. But hey, now we get, get to see the guy's night out. Wherein Seth does not know military time, and they don't know fun things that guys <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, they ask Ryan, where should we go? And Ryan, this is what I guess it is insane to me about, I guess, how the states are set up. He mentions, let's go to places like L.A. or Vegas. Or Tijuana, which feels like those are very far places to go. Are now, they not? I mean, I think the Tijuana is a joke. But um, L.A. is not that far. And Vegas is like a four-hour drive from L.A. Uh, that'd be like us driving up to Edmonton, which I would not do on like... A whim? Yeah. I did it once. Just, oh, you did? Yeah, I was supposed to go to X-Fest. And as you know, when I buy tickets for outdoor events, they get rained out. Yes, I know. I'm very cursed. Yeah, I know. There's a Greek god. Who has cursed me and follows me through my life. Yeah, I know. So um, we found out after X-Fest got canceled yeah. that we could go up to whatever the Edmonton version of X-Fest was. Yeah. And it turns out my boyfriend at the time was also up there visiting his friends. And yeah. I called him. And I was like, oh, X-Fest is rained out. But they said we can use our tickets for whatever. And I could hear his drunk friend in the background being like, come to Edmonton. Come here. Come here now. And for those of you going to a like concert effectively. So we went. Yeah. Like, I'd go up to Edmonton for a concert, but not just like, hey, what do you guys want to do tonight? I don't know. You want to drive up to, want to take a three-hour drive up to Edmonton? That would be, be like, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to drive out to the Kootenys? Or not the Kootenys. Do you want to drive out? No, the Kootenys, yeah. Yeah. you want to drive out to the Kootenys? Okay, but that's because Calgary's better than Edmonton. All right. I'm sure people from Edmonton drive down here. But what they eventually um, come down to is the fact that... Uh, the boys just want to stay home and play video games. Which, which, yeah, Seth, Seth says a lot of stuff, which to me, I'm like, it sounds very cool. They're going to play video games, like, you know, look at some comic books, talk about things like that. I'm like, you don't, you don't need to have a night out to, like, unwind and relax. Just have a guy's night in. But Ryan knows. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's what makes them spiral. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> so... Over at the bait shop, the girls have a weird private room that doesn't seem very fun. I think we've seen it once before. Because there's, like, the whole point of going out, even though Summer doesn't want to drink and yeah. Lindsay doesn't drink, you want to go, and they don't want to meet boys, you still want to go there and dance. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what their plan was. But instead they're just sitting in this weird private room. Yeah. And this this is one of the scenes where I'm going to say Riverdale wins out. Because mm-hmm. at least Riverdale gives people a bunch of things to do. This is like a moment where the characters realize they don't have anything outside of this group. Because all both groups do is talk about the other group. Because they have nothing else going on. No, they have. there's no, like, yeah. 
a normal school would have like hijinks and other characters yeah. and drama to talk about. Well, or even at least Riverdale, you know they could talk about like, I guess, the serial killer that's going around. Or the Blossoms. Yeah. or <laughs> But there's a moment where they all three of them simultaneously, real- simultaneously realize there's nothing they can talk about. And then Lindsay is like, give me that vodka. <laughs> you know what? I will drink. Uh, but she's not good at drinking vodka straight, so Marissa goes off to get some ice and some tonic water. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Vodka tonic, not good. No, no, that sounds bad. And she oversees Alex and Jody fighting. So she comes up and she's like, um, excuse me, there's no paper towels in the woman's washroom. Which at first I thought was her being rude, but actually is her being very polite. Yeah. And her, getting Alex out of there. Giving Alex excuse to get out of the situation because Jody's Marissa and her fu- mom fights <laughs> that all the time and i guess jody's just following alex around while she's supposed to be working shouting at her yeah i'm not sure what jody is <laughs> or why she's mad i'm not sure of anything about jody no Once again she seems mostly chill except for when she's not but but all right i don't know so back at the boys night in <laughs> Seth and Zach just whine about girls, and Ryan they just lays, spiral into each other. And Ryan lays on his back on the couch and just hates his life, which I believe he says, "I hate this." <laughs> and then he gets tricked. He spills the beans. It's not a man. It's a woman. Which makes Seth infuriated. I guess <laughs> he just doesn't like that he he feels deceived, which is fair because Alex was being purposefully vague. Yeah, but, like, she doesn't all, like, we hear this later, all she said was, my ex. It's his fault for, like, assuming. Okay, but she was saying it on purpose. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, she could have said Jody's, she should have said Jody's name at some point during that, but she kept on being like, my ex is back in town, but my ex is not my ex. I don't know, I have to deal with that. I would like to have dinner at your house, but only once the ex leave it leaves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot she, of it. She's of the, being purposefully up, obtuse. Yeah, which, I mean, th- though that could be uh, fair of her being like, I don't know if I want, like, to tell him right now that I'm bisexual. But, like, Summer's been dating Zach for six months, which means that Alex has been dating Seth for, like, four months. Yeah. Shouldn't she know him well enough by now to know <laughs> if this is, you know? I mean, Ryan knows that, that Seth will spiral on this. Well, Ryan just doesn't want to deal with the spiral. When you date someone, you deal with their crazy. You accept them crazy and all. Anyway, what this what this ends with is, is Seth and Zach decide to head on out to the bait shop, and Ryan has to go along because they need a dad. They need a dad. So I guess the band that's playing tonight is the Thrills. It's full of just shaggy-haired sad boys. Just like every band they've had, they but l- the other ones became famous, and the Thrills this did not. Well, this one's so weird, because the four of them look like the same person who's made different choices in life. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, they, like the, they, they all have, you know, shaggy and curly dark hair. They all have a little bit of a beard. I mean, mm-hmm. they have different, like, lengths of a little bit of a beard, but none of a full beard. It's all just, like, a little bit of each. They're too young. And they're all, like, per- like pretty skinny. It's true. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's 2004 you know, on stage. Shaggy-haired sad boys. But we uh, dip back into that room where Lindsay and Marissa are drunk. And Summer is filled <laughs> with a fury. <laughs> is not. So she leaves. 
And uh, Marissa reassures Lindsay that Lindsay has nothing to worry about. Marissa's not into Ryan, which is uh, which untruth. Which is absolutely not true. She's seen your shrine, Marissa. But Lindsay's just drunk enough to believe her. Yeah, they sort of like angry sat at each other. Meanwhile, Summer meets a <laughs> water polo guy. Who lunges at her. So... I don't think he's hitting on her. I don't know what he's doing. I don't doing. know what he's doing either. I don't know if he's just excited to see someone he knows. I don't like. We could definitely construe it as this is this dude hitting on her. It could also be that he is just the weirdest person in existence because he sees Summer and he's like, "Hey, where's Zach?" And she's like. I don't know. And he's like, but it's your six-month anniversary. I'm so excited for you guys. Congratulations. We talk about this. I'm on the water polo team. We talk about this in the dressing room. We're very mature and advanced. Water, the water polo team is sensitive. We have emotions. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe he's hitting on her. It's weird to bring up a six-month anniversary on someone who you're trying to hit on. So I have no idea. And he also might be really drunk. It's hard to see. And then Summer's like, I can't really see the band because I'm so short. And he's like, oh, we should go up high. You can see better from up there. I know it's his full name. It's Matt Miller. Matt Miller. when he's referred to Because he introduces himself to her as well. I'm Matt Miller. You don't know who I am. I'm friends with your boyfriend. Happy six-month anniversary. Here, I'll go help you see the band better. That'll make Zach like me. As you know, it's really important the water polo team likes each other. I find Zach sexually attractive, and I hope that eventually you will break up with him. Then I can date Zach. That the water polo team is very sensitive. That may be the thrust of this scene, Kevin. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, some, but Summer makes what's like a bizarre... I guess she like looks over. I would have liked a cutaway where she looks over and sees Lindsay and Marissa just drunk in the room and then just goes, all right, yeah, this seems better than this that. This seems better. I'll stand up there. I didn't come here with anyone. Cool. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> can I stand with you? I don't like you, but I just think it would be better if I stood with you. <laughs> then when Zach sees me, he'll think I'm cool. He'll see. I'm a nice guy who looks after his girlfriend. <laughs> okay, Matt Miller. So uh, we get in the car where Seth freaks out about Alex's bisexuality. And for a brief moment, the authors of this episode forget that the third boy in the car is Zach yeah. and not Luke. Because <laughs> they give Zach a single line of dialogue where he goes, Oh, I'm thinking about it too. Hey, Ryan, is she hot? Yeah, yeah, they forgot that it's not. They didn't really wrote that line. They're like, oh, we gotta say this line because it's gotta be. It has to be something that's said. They're like, I mean, I guess Zach could. Yeah, Zach will do it. Like, I, my thing with Ryan in this scene is mostly just being like, I knew this would happen. I knew that Seth could not take it. Why? Seth would not be able to take it. Why didn't I prepare better? Why didn't I force us to go to Vegas? Then we couldn't come back. Should have showed him some essays or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then we have, meanwhile, we just do a little cutaway for the worst date ever. The worst. Well, we start with Julie sort of talking about how much the magazine is. And then then we learn that she's just saying it to the family. And she thinks the magazine can go national. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, everyone will want to hear about, like, you know, all the, uh, you know, seedy stories and things. Like, essentially, she wants to make a gossip rag. And again, they're a building company, not a publishing house. And then again, how would that help anybody like your business more? 
The reason yeah. they did the reason they didn't like your business is was because, because you guys were seedy. Because your CEO was seedy and gross. Really, she's she's really what she's describing is reality TV. Yeah. Back in a time where that form of reality TV wasn't huge. Yeah, it was coming. Like Big Brother was on for Big sure. Big Brother was on. You got those things, but like, you you didn't get like the uh, Kardashian show. Yeah, or like the Real Housewives yet. I don't think. Or the Hills. I think the Hills was just starting. Okay. So maybe that's I don't know. This is dumb. Yeah, this it's, is dumb. <laughs> it's it's a it's a real it's a real dumb plan. And when Caleb and uh, Sandy, Sandy. try to shut her down, Caleb. Or Kirsten this, backs down. She's like, yeah, actually, like she, I, I did the research. I, I'm kind of on board with it. It's actually a good idea. And she looks – and I had to rewind a few times because I'm like, who the hell is she talking to? She's talking directly to Sandy. Now, I believe her that she did the research and it's a good idea. However, I do not believe the writers of this episode. <laughs> what? You don't believe they What? But it's a good idea, and there's research. Oh no, I no, yes, I, 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 I think that in universe, in universe, she did in universe research, and in universe, it's a good idea. But in reality, and I can't imagine Kirsten making that decision. I know. Like I can't imagine, like even if she's like, because she never cares about business things. And this is this actually 100% wasn't about business. It was about looks. And, and you know what's better than making a CD gossip reg? Helping low-income housing. And Julie Cooper in no way did research before coming up with this no. magazine idea. I mean, the first magazine's going to be a giant thing of her face. Which people are super going to buy because they don't hate Julie Cooper. They don't think she's a slut as her daughter shouted at her dad's going away party. Yeah, there's, if there's one thing that someone wants to, like, <laughs> it, would be, it would be like if after a big oil spill, the oil company was like, what if we did a magazine about all, like, the personal lives of our executives? It's like, no. no. Now, what they could do is do, like, photo tours of their houses. Yeah, they The could Newport like, like, Group built. That'd be cool. And then it would be actually something with the job they do. Yeah. <laughs> Not random publishing company stuff. Uh, um. Oh, now we're at the... Uh, yeah, we, we go back to the bait shop where Ryan's trying to stop those boys. He hates everything. But Zach goes off and Seth goes off. And Ryan's like, oh. Yep. Uh, Seth goes to try to find the ex. Uh, Seth goes to find Summer, but instead finds Matt Miller. Well, he finds both of them together. And he is very upset. And at this point, Matt Miller will disappear from the episode. And never return. But we do have Zach saying like, Matt Miller will hit on everyone in front of him, including me. But Summer was just telling Matt Miller about how she's like, she doesn't want people to know it's her six-month anniversary. And he's like, well, it sounds like you don't want a boyfriend. Oh, yeah, that is what Matt Miller said. And I don't think he's hitting on her. I think he's just like... <laughs> I don't know. I cannot tell with this man. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I, don't, Me neither. I don't know if the actor just making some weird choices. Or, or if, if it's in the script or, or the, script, the, the director. <laughs> if in the script, in the scene, it said like, Matt, Matt Miller... A boy with unimaginable <laughs> intentions. <laughs> and, and, the, and the actor was like, unimaginable. I get it. <laughs> so no one knows what his intentions are. I'll keep him changing. It will shift in every line. <laughs> You'll never know what he's up to. Because once again, first time we meet him, he lunges in front of her. I went to theater school. I know what objectives are. <laughs> and I'll change mine every moment I can. Uh, but Ryan also finds his girls. And he looks at drunk Lindsay, and he sends the most angry side-eye at Marissa anyone has ever sent. Well, 
I mean. I mean, yeah. 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 So then a short cutaway from these teens to Kirsten and Caleb discussing how in a marriage you should support your spouse. Yeah, Caleb gives this weird... Uh, I. This is where it gets to the point where I have no idea what, what is going on. So Caleb... In the end, it's like, so, Caleb, you should support Julie, but I should support um, uh, Sandy because our values and our morals mean nothing. And I don't think his idea is going to do anything, but I will support him because I love him. It feels so incredibly pedantic to be like, well, we got well, we got to help these dum-dums. You'll make them feel good. And I'm like, that's not your really. And also, Caleb, you already chose Fam, your marriage over the business when you made Julie CEO. So, so don't be so shocked when you're like, "Oh, you're choosing marriage over business to your daughter." You've done that before. Yeah, exactly. Weirdo. So, uh, out on the Ryan takes Lindsay to walk on the beach. I'm so glad you also agree. This is the weirdest thing ever. He has a vehicle. We saw the vehicle. Instead, he's like, "All right, you're drunk. Let's go for a walk on the beach." And she really, really wants to swim. I guess he's trying to sober her up. It's weird. And then he leaves her. Leaves her to go buy fries and coffee. Yeah, he's like, "I'll get you food. I'll leave you by the water, <laughs> drunk like, person." Granted, she does need fries and coffee. But he could bring her with him. Yeah, I can't fathom why he, he leaves her he has there. He's so far away because I don't know if he's going. I don't know if he's going to back to the bait shop to get food from there or like one of the. There's like a stand. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. But he just like, all right, <laughs> you stay here, drunk lady. I know you want to swim, but this this will be fine. I'll just abandon you. So meanwhile, Alex tries to get some alone time, but Seth just bangs on the door. And then he has a very good point. They have a fight. Yeah. And he is tired of being jerked around by her. Yeah, essentially. Which is a totally fair statement. Which is fair. Like, essentially, she's pl- she's trying to play very, very um, cool, I guess. Like, like I don't, I don't mean that in the sense – I mean that in, like, the sense of, like, the fawns, cool. Yeah, like, she – She's trying not to be into him. Yeah. And he's just tired of it. Well, I, I think for her, that really works with people who are, like, we, we've seen, I mean, we see Jody. She's, yeah. She seems like someone who very much will pursue people. Um, so I think that has worked for her in the past. But Seth is tired of people who yeah. don't like him and don't treat him well. Yeah, so he's making some really good points. It's kind of weird. It's getting sucked up in the... But you know what? He doesn't actually say anything about Jody being a girl. What he's... He me- he mentions at the beginning he's upset that she didn't tell him about uh But then that. it sort of spirals into you didn't tell me you were dating someone that you didn't break up with. Yes, yes. It's essentially what what it comes across to is that this was actually a very good character choice wrapped up in a very weird package. But you know what? Kind of realistic for even for a grown-up where something is just finally the breaking point. Yes. Like, she has been deceptive, she's been vague, yeah. and she's vague at him a lot. Oh, yes. She, she keeps things from him, like when she came home from vacation a week early and didn't yeah. tell him. Yeah. And then this was just, like, the last straw. She couldn't even tell me that her ex was a girl. Yeah. 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 So he goes off into the night. Ryan comes back with the fries and coffee, and in a shocking turn of events, Lindsay is gone. Yeah, her shoe's in the water, her jacket's on the ground. Her purse is on the ground. And he takes to the sea. He is going to find her. <laughs> because, I mean, that's a reasonable thing to think. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, last time I saw this drunk person, they really wanted to go into the ocean. Now there's a shoe in the ocean. <laughs> so she's probably in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So she runs into the ocean and is shouting, and Seth... 
overhears it, <laughs> and then it. Seth shouts from the pier, what you doing? Hey, what you doing down there? Lindsay's in Alex's office. I just saw her. Like, when? When did you see her? When was she in Alex's office? She <laughs> when wasn't did this there ha- when you were shouting at Alex. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> what? This show is trying to keep things secret in a way that does not work. <laughs> How did this turn of events occur? Anyway, so that's true. They, they, Lindsay did somehow make her way back into the bait shop and went into Alex's office. And Ryan has finally broken. Well, he thought Lindsay died. And he's angry and he's scared and he's wet. Yeah. And Lindsay's passed out. Yeah. So he takes it on the only person he can. I am I am very, very sure Ryan has already seen someone almost die before in his life at some point. Ryan has maybe seen someone overdose in front of him. <laughs> yeah, Ryan might have had some bad... Ryan's had a bad situation, People so... People should maybe give him some credit that he's as together as he is. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, yeah. so he he does some shouting. He shouts Marissa. This is Marissa's fault that Lindsay is drinking. Alex makes a call to be... because What, what exactly does he say that makes Alex, like... Go on Marissa's side or something? Well, I don't remember, but she says, oh, it's your fault. You know, she she, she says, like, uh, there's, there's something that, like, he's, like, oh, no, he says, um, uh, he says, like, if you want to mess with someone's life, you should just keep messing up your own. You're oh, doing yeah. a pretty good job of that anyways. And then, like, that's when Alex is, like, comes in with. Like, 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 uh, what did, like, what did you say or something like that? And he shouts at her as well. It's because Alex also likes to mess up her life. Yeah. And Marissa said, Marissa is like, I'll take her home. Like, Marissa, you're also very, very drunk. Yeah. No one should. <laughs> but then, but then, then I guess Alex, Alex says like, home? like, oh no, I'll take him home. I'm like, Ryan can take her home. Yeah. It's fine. Ryan has a better car than any of you. And he's just so wet. And like angry, and like and he, he, thought, th- he thought she thought died. She died. He literally thought she was dead. And you people can't fathom that, but Ryan has seen people die before. <laughs> For him, it's too real. Like, <laughs> I mean, even if he hasn't seen someone die before, they're they're like, oh, it's fine. She just came into the the store. He, in that moment, she was dead, and it was his fault. And it was his fault because he, he left because he left her behind because he thought she would be fine. Anyway, uh, oh, and yeah, and so Marissa couldn't bring him home because also we learn that Summer left. Yeah, and Summer's the driver, so she goes to a sad diner. <laughs> Summer's the worst designated driver. She got sad and left her drunk friends behind. But she didn't take. The, she took the car, so they're fine. Well, no, I mean, she, but that doesn't mean they're stuck there. There's cabs. I know. I think part of being a designated driver is also willing to drive the people. Not do the people promise not to drink, then they drink. I don't think I don't think Marissa ever promised not to drink. Anyway, Summer goes to a diner. She's sad and alone. And then Zach is also sad and alone at the diner. Then they're cute. Yeah, there's essentially what we uh, figure. No, we knew this for a while. This is a relationship between a TV character and just a sweet man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, cause, oh, sorry, not he. She is like a... Sorry, just like, most people I date are... Like, insane, and you're not. And we already know that relationships scare Summer. Like, yes. milestones scare her, getting yeah. close to people scare her, because that means yeah. they're going to run away. And yeah. when yeah. she did that with Cohen, he did run away, so. Yeah, it's that's yeah. fair. So it's cute. Yeah. Back at the Cohen house, we have a short scene where Ryan and Seth are angsting together, but then they have lots of self-reflection about how maybe they were lashing out about the wrong things. Yeah. And they need to embrace their own fears. Yeah. Which is a good thing for them to learn. So, it sort of sucks no one else in this episode learns that. Yeah. So they go off to do some apologies because they've learned and grown. Yeah. 
also Sandy and Kirsten learn and grow and watch a Do very they? old horror movie together. Yeah, they're watching House on Haunted Hill. Well, or basically, they're like, mm, we need to stop letting this... Caleb and Julie into our lives. Now, to be fair, Sandy didn't let didn't let himself become Caleb's henchman. He already believed that. Yeah, but he let Caleb use him because Caleb was never going to say your magazine's dumb. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I. I guess what what bugs me a lot about this is there's a moment in this scene where Kirsten says, "Hey, we can still do your project," like he's a kid with a science fair project, which is not trying to make low income housing for people in need. Which is why Sandy responds with, "I'm just gonna go get a job. Calm down." Yeah. I will do my own thing. There's this weird thing where, like, Sandy's trying to do something really, really good. Because low-income housing is very, very important for a bunch of people. But they both kind of just go, no, it doesn't matter. I, well, I think Sandy's going to <laughs> I find really... the funding on his own. That yeah. was the sense I got. Yeah. I... But Man, they both... I hope so. I mean, to be fair, Kirsten's right. Low-income housing is not going to raise their status in Newport. No, it It'll will... make the company look good across the nation. Yeah. But it's not going to help them with their Newport but, project but problem. Do... But that's what I was that's what I was trying to figure out where the problem was. The problem's in Newport. They're not getting business locally, and they need that. Yeah. Because people across the country don't know about Caleb's stuff, and they yeah. don't really care. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then they just need to wait, like, three months, and then everything will be fine. Jimmy, that's what happened with Jimmy. Jimmy moved away, though. I mean... So they have, not, they have no one there to be a distraction. But, I mean, he didn't move away. Yeah, that's true. But it was, again, three months, I think everything will be, they'll be fine. They don't have to do anything at all. I was just implying that Jimmy can't there to distract people from them. <laughs> that, Jim, that's all I meant. I don't think Jimmy ever was much of a distraction. I think, he, I think at a certain point he was just a guy on a boat and everyone's like, yeah, we can... I'm fine with that guy over there. So, following the grown-up arc, Ryan and Seth go to Alex's house, which I guess Alex took everyone to her own house, which is a weird choice, but okay. Yeah, which weird choice. Lindsay has a home, but okay. Marissa also has a home. But okay. Okay. Um, Ryan goes in to talk to Marissa where she does a really good guilt trip. And Ryan is just kind of left befuddled where he's like, I, I never implied to you or said anything to make you think that our relationship wasn't important to me. Yeah, I'm like... Like, okay, Marissa, it's not Ryan's fault that you can't move on. Like, she's really making it be like, like, like just because, like, you know, you've, this is me, like, like you, sh- you should understand that I'm still whatever I am. Yeah. And, like, 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 I feel because Ryan is really, just really wants to be friends, really wants to be friends. And the thing is, Marissa, he's trying to be friends with her because she desperately needs friends. Fair play. Ryan does not actually accept the guilt trip. He's just kind of like, Okay, well, I think things might be hard between us for a while, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah, which, I mean, like, if I didn't know that the show probably is going to have them get together at least one more time, I feel like it feels like it's kind of leaning towards that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you what I think it's leaning towards <laughs> soon. Okay. Uh, like, I don't know. I I, I feel like it's... Not, it's like, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan's the sort of guy who's like, Mercy needs a friend. But she has very deep feelings about me that I can't... And he doesn't need to re- reciprocate them no. because he, he doesn't... Because he can't be with someone who's a disaster. He yeah. can't lose someone else. Also, he doesn't... He doesn't and also, you her. don't have to like... Her anything. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to like people just because they like you. Yeah. Anyway, then in, in an insane edit, I guess... Seth doesn't never apologizes, does he? Well, I think... They just sat there in silence for, like, seven minutes, and then they talk for two minutes, 
where he doesn't apologize and Alex is like, I guess maybe I'll try to be better. I don't know. Yeah, and then Ryan walks out and they leave. Yeah, I'm like, Seth, I feel like you should apologize for something. I also feel like she should apologize to him, though. Oh, yeah. I feel like I like, saying the way things that this was set up, like, oh, man, us guys need to go apologize to those girls. And really what it should be is like, oh, man, us couples need to have a conversation. But they don't. But they, they, they don't because not, not, everything in teen dramas always has to be one-sided going back and forth. So instead, they leave and then Alex goes inside where Marissa is watching the same movie as Sandy. Yep. Because it's royalty free. And they watch the movie together, and Marissa is now deeply in love with Alex. (laughs) Alex Because she has learned lesbians can exist. (laughs) Alex has shown Marissa the bear's modicum of human compassion by by putting a blanket on her. Would you like (laughs) you look cold, you skinny, skinny waif. Would you like a blanket? And Marissa's like, I'm in love with you. I mean she doesn't say it. She, she looks it. it. She th- she she looks at her with, with with all the eyes of like I'm over Ryan and now I'm into you. I understand that you date a girl sometimes because I guess Jody's sleeping in the other room. Yeah, Mar- Marissa essentially is right now in the mode of like, but maybe it's not guys. Maybe it's girls. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic wandered the beaches of Newport and dove into the surf the way that we thought that Lindsay did, only to be replaced with the utter drama of Lindsay sleeping on a couch? I did, in fact. And my CW moment is a CW character. Okay. And it's Matt Miller. <laughs> Because I guess there was no other way they could do that. Yeah, he's a weird fellow. Ryan, I mean, Zach had to think Summer was being hit on by someone else which on I, Girls' Night. Which I don't feel like he had to do. I feel like he could just, like, come in and emoted like, at her for a little bit and then went to go get a milkshake. Yeah, and then she also would have been like, oh, milkshake. Oh, man. Because to be fair, Matt Miller is, like, even in his talk at her when he, like, emotes at her is a... <laughs> He did, let's be clear. He does not actually see Matt Miller as a real threat and does not think Summer actually would go for Matt Miller. He's just like, hey, that's Matt Miller. And they paid someone to be Matt Miller. <laughs> yeah, Matt Miller was a choice someone made. <laughs> that 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 boy who lunges and just... And just grabs. Just, gra- just talks to people. Kevin, do you have a CW moment? It's kind of awkward talking about it now, now that it's the um, example. But it has to be that Ryan took Lindsay to the beach and then left her on the beach like he's never had to deal with a drunk person before yeah ryan should know better I was, you leave her on a bench on the boardwalk dummy <laughs> i want or just like take her with take you her with you like yes it always it, it it's like when you bring a drunk person into a uh like establishment of, of fast food but at that point in night number one they're used to it number two you're not all drunk you are sober and one sober three, person can really can make can make that better by being like look i'm really sorry we're gonna get this and we're gonna go leave her on the bench outside put her down on a table when you walk in 
Like, yeah. leave her somewhere where you can see her. It's like leaving a child in a car. Yeah. Don't I've, do it. I once had to follow a drunk person down the street and found them in bushes and had to carry them back. Because you can't leave drunk people alone outside. They are worse than children. Not people who are that trashed. No. And everybody who drinks a lot thinks like, oh, no, I can handle myself. You can't. No, there's a level. Yep. There's a level where people like me have to get you out of bushes and convince you to put on shoes. And you know what? It might not happen very often, but it can happen. It can happen to you. To me. <laughs> that was the episode. That was a it was that was the a very 2014 no, yeah, very 2014 episode. I'm just going to go into it now. It's a very 2014 episode. Wherein Alex kissed a girl and she liked it. <laughs> so if you want to quote some Katy Perry lyrics at us, some Katy Perry. If you want to quote some Katy Perry lyrics at us, um, send them to me on Twitter. That's Podcast Moa, Podcast MOA. We also have Instagram under the same handle. You want to say anything else? No. All right. Well, you can email us. Podcast Moa, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. There you go. I just want to see if there's anything else you, you wanted to say. I thought you were going to take over the reins from me. No, you're doing fine. Okay. You can also review, rate, subscribe. Do a thing on Apple Podcasts, I guess iTunes, I don't know, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, um, Kevin has a book. It's called Endless Hunger. You can buy it on Google. (laughs) Nope. You can buy it on Amazon. You can find it on Google. You can review it on Goodreads. You can get a physical book or you can get an ebook. It's pretty good. I like it. What was that look Marissa gave Alex? Is Lindsay going to be okay? How will America deal with having Julie Cooper Nichols' face in all their bathrooms? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 